Welcome to this episode of 60 Second Retail, a BDO podcast keeping you in the know on events and trends in the retail and consumer products industry impacting your bottom line in just a few short minutes. Hello, my name is Natalie Cutler. I'm the national leader of the retail and consumer products industry group at BDO USA. In our last episode, we talked about what retailers can do to prevent theft. But as we know, nothing is 100% foolproof. And unfortunately, theft does happen. For today's episode, our guest is Drew Olson, partner in Forensic Insurance and Recovery at BDO USA, to help us understand what retailers need to do after a theft has occurred and give us some advice around insurance recovery. Welcome, Drew. Thank you, Natalie. Excited to be here. Great, great. Trusa, how do you move forward when a theft has taken place? Is there a way to assess whether this is there's collusion involved? Yeah, it's a great question. I think after a, a theft is first discovered, it, it's important to establish kind of the facts and circumstances around the theft. So some of the questions I ask is, do we think we've identified the perpetrator? You know, is it possible that other employees are involved? So sometimes it's conducting interviews, it's looking again at what are the facts as we know them to get comfortable that we are able to build a fence around who is actually involved. So I think that's an an important aspect because you don't wanna just be identifying one person when it could be a bigger event that needs to happen. So, you know, we always recommend that, you know, at minimum a decision point needs to happen related to an internal investigation. And we would always recommend you know, if you have internal audit that they're brought in at least at a minimum to come in and review. And a lot of times, if it's a big enough incident, you know, you could be bringing in a third party that's going to be assisting with an investigation and also legal counsel uh, would be involved. So after you've established kind of the facts and circumstances, a lot of times these professionals that you bring in, are, you know, it's always a, a good idea to bring in kind of data analytics and look at the business and look at some of the data around it to identify is there you know, possibly some other uh, scheme that is going on, uh, just to make sure you don't want to find one thing and, and think you've caught it and then realize you've got a bigger issue. So data analytics is a good way to get the investigative team comfortable that everything has been found. Um, you know, one of the points I'd, I'd make is throughout the process, documentation is key. So making sure that you're documenting your work steps, documenting the findings that as they're occurring. If you're taking interviews, you know, making sure those notes are being maintained contemporaneously because you don't know where an investigation is going to go. Um, you know, you may be turning things over to law enforcement where they were going to rely on the work that's performed by the company. So we want to make sure that everything's documented well as you move forward um, related to the investigation. The other thing I would add, Natalie, is, you know, I'm a big advocate of publicizing theft internally. You know, other employees need to know that if they uh, steal from you, that you're going to take that extremely seriously and and prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. Um, And, you know, it's it's kind of a deterrent. You know, it's part of your internal controls that if if someone is going to do something that is improper and inappropriate, you're going to take it seriously. And again, you know, follow it to wherever it may leave and deal with those employees appropriately. Um, so really, you know, what I you know, like to think of, you're establishing kind of the who, the what, and the where related to the, the theft and the fraud, you know, what's being misappropriated, making sure that we've got all the assets that are being looked at, and being able to tell the story of exactly what happened so that you can sleep at night to know that you've identified everyone involved and, and feel good that, you know, you're then looking forward and hoping that that doesn't occur again. 
Great. So sounds like um, if I had to sum that all up in, in one word, it would be thorough. And you have to be really thorough from beginning to end in, in, in what you're doing. Yep, I agree. So you just mentioned a few, but are there any other best practices for insurance recovery? Yeah, so I guess so. I was talking about an investigation, but then, you know, after as you're going through that, you want to look to is there any avenues to recover what's been stolen to us, right? So, you know, sometimes there's employees that, you know, they may steal money, they may still have that money, right? So is there an opportunity to get the money back? And there's also insurance policies that are out there that would indemnify the company if it's an internal employee theft. So sometimes those are called employee dishonesty insurance policies or sometimes they're called fidelity insurance policies. So making sure that you're connecting with whoever's buying insurance or the risk management team within the organization to understand if there is that avenue, then looking to put your insurance company on notice related to that. And from a best practice, you wanna do that as soon as possible. Um, you know, some of these insurance policies have notice requirements. So, you, you know, it, it sometimes is not a good situation if you know you have a theft and then, you know, six months down the road after you've done the investigation, you tell your insurance company about it. You know, they want to know right away so that they understand right. the investigative steps that are that are happening. Um, so really, it's connecting with the risk management team, working with your insurance broker who should be understanding the coverages. A lot of times these policies allow you to hire a third party that can come in and do the investigation, you know, from a best practice standpoint, that then is allows you to put that forward, that claim forward to the insurance company, that it's not just you saying that this is the dollar amount of the theft, we have a third party that's validated it and here's their work product and all the support that would be behind it. Got it. So let's turn it around a little bit and, and let's talk about a from a preventative approach perspective. Um, what high level advice can we give our listeners to consider when reviewing or writing their insurance policy? Yeah, that, it's a great question because I, I've seen uh, a lot of claims that have occurred where things were not done in the beginning of setting up the insurance policy that have caused issues later. And I'll give some examples. So when you file for an application or file for an insurance policy, you're going to fill out an application and it's going to ask a series of questions on internal controls and, and what do you do as an organization to deter uh, any employee dishonesty and theft. And, you know, for example, one of those questions may be, do you conduct background checks on employees? And, and oftentimes companies say, yes, we do. Um, and one of the things that will happen after a claim is that will be checked, right? Let's, let's pull the person's HR file that is the perpetrator, and we'd like to see the background check that you did on them. And then if you don't have that and you're not putting that into practice, that's going to cause you issues in your claim. So, you know, my advice is when you're filling out that application of insurance, making sure that it's, it's accurate. And as time ensues throughout the policy period, you know, you're making sure your organization is doing the things that you said you you would have been doing related to to setting up the insurance because it, it allows an insurance company to start calling into question and, and invoke exclusions if um, that application of insurance wasn't wasn't appropriate. Very good. Drew, thank you very much for your time today. And if you have any questions for Drew or myself on what we covered in this episode, please reach out to us using the Contact Us form on our podcast landing page. Have a good afternoon. 
And that concludes this episode of BDO's 60-Second Retail Podcast. Don't forget to tune in for the next episode. To find more information on our hosts, guests, BDO services, or listen to previous episodes of 60 Second Retail, please visit www.bdo.com slash 60-second-retail. 